You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. Welcome to the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast, a ball blast football production. Here are your hosts, Matthew Betts, Matt Okada, and John Helmkamp. Welcome back into the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Matthew Betts, no Matt Okada, but John Hellencamp is here. So it's all good. Okada didn't want to hang out with us. That's fine. But we got John, and I'm excited for this show because I feel like we've kind of been going through the grind of the season. We've got, you know, weekly, like, updates, what's going on with the news, injuries, all those things. But meanwhile, this is a Dynasty show, and we love Dynasty startup drafts. We now, do. I'm not, true. I'm not a sicko like John. Who likes to do <laughs> dynasty startups in the season? Yeah, but John, you you have done a dynasty startup in season, correct? I did. It was about three weeks ago. Um, it was <laughs> super wild, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm nuts. I, I I had an itch and I needed to scratch it, and that's going to hold me over until the off season, where inevitably people on Twitter are going to ask me to join more startups. And I'm not going to be able to say no. And by next year, I'm going to have 50 freaking leagues. And it's going to take me three hours every Sunday. It's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait. Can't can't wait. wait. It's going to be awesome. So we wanted to hop on the show today. You, of course, can watch this on YouTube, on the Ball Blast Football YouTube channel. We will have the draft board up. Yes, you should. You should be on YouTube for this one. Absolutely. You can see my beautiful face. You can see mm. John's beautiful face. Mm-hmm. Okada's not here, so it makes the production even better. True. Um, and be able to to go through and show how value has changed in Dynasty throughout the season. Of course, we could talk player values, just talking about, oh, what do you think of player A versus player B? But let's do it in a mock. That way people know what to expect from us and maybe what to look forward to in the offseason if you're doing an early Dynasty startup in January, which is right around the corner, which is crazy. Absolutely nuts. All right, man. Before we get into the mock draft on the show today, reminder for everyone, you can follow us on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod. I am at the Fantasy PT. John is at DynastyBeard. You, of course, can check out other content on the website, BallBlastFootball.com. All right, man, let's get into this. So we are doing a 12-team Dynasty Startup mock draft. John is picking from the three spot. I am at the 10 spot, so we're spaced out. We'll see what the computer does in between us. And we'll have about two minutes per pick. We're going to go probably 10-ish rounds. We'll see how it goes yeah. timing-wise. But looking at a super flex format here, so essentially a two-quarterback league, and we'll assume it's full PPR. So, John, with that being said, start the clock. Let's do it. All righty. So at the 1.01, we have Christian McCaffrey. And then, shockingly, Ezekiel Elliott at the 1.02 John, you were on the clock here at the 1.03. Yeah, I feel like there's really only one direction that I feel like going in the first round of any startup at this point, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Um, he is locked and loaded as the quarterback one. He's going to be the quarterback one. He has all of his weapons for a long time, locking up Travis Kelsey, etc. So, yeah, Pat Mahomes is that dude. Yep, for sure. That's the obvious pick. And I think, depending on the league that you're playing in, like if you're in a little bit more of a sharper like you're, the players around you are sharp. They know what they're doing. Pat Mahomes is going 1.01 or 1.02. So yeah. a little silly to see him fall to three, but love it. After Mahomes, we have uh, Saquon Barkley coming off the ACL surgery. Clyde edwards helaire Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and then King Henry at the 1.09, leaving me on the clock at 1.10. John, any surprises there in that range? I feel like, I mean, the biggest discussion point, I think, is Zeke versus yeah. Dalvin versus Kamara versus Henry. Where, where would you rank those four? Yeah, I mean, the way that I'm looking at the running back position going forward um, is McCaffrey, uh, Saquon. I'll put him back up there, assuming that he comes back healthy. I'd probably go Derrick Henry at three right now. Um, 
He's got the contract locked up. Yeah, there. yeah, and then I go Dalvin yeah. Cook as well. So H- Henry and Cook are both stable. We have their contracts. We know where they're going to be. The system is the same. Their quarterback situation is the same. You probably have, you know, two more years of, of those guys producing at a really good level, I would say. Um, and that is really as far out as, as, as I kind of care to look this early in the draft. I want to stud now in the first round. Um, so I'd go them, you know, I'd go Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, uh, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. And then after that, running back gets really muddy. Um, it gets really confusing there. So if you wanted to take another shot on Zeke, I'd be okay with that. For me personally, I said it, I think it was two weeks ago, or maybe it was just last week that I said that I don't have Ezekiel Elliott in my top 12 with the running back from a dynasty standpoint because I just don't trust that he's going to come back. When they hit the cliff, they hit it fast. His massive workload is concerning, etc. But I feel like there's a big four at the running back position in dynasty right now. And then after that, you can kind of make a case for probably 10 guys to uh, to yep. be down there at the, at the, rounding out their running back one position. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, to me, there's several red flags for Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not touching him in round one. No way. I feel like I won't even take him in round two. I mean, if I'm like a late round two pick, maybe if he gets there in the offseason, if that happens. But yeah, for me, there's enough red flags to say no thank you on Zeke. So at the 1.10, I'm looking at a quarterback here in a super flex format. I know it hasn't been the year that we thought it would be for Lamar Jackson, but I am still going to take him here at the 110. Listen, the regression was coming. We knew about that. That was normal. We expected that to happen. But he's a guy who is young, 23 years old, runs the ball a ton. And I played Dynasty for two to three years, and I know that he's still going to be running the football for two to three years. So I will take Lamar, lock him in as my QB1. After that pick, we have Devontae Adams. This is not a correct pick from Sleeper. Julio Jones would never go this high in a Dynasty startup. At the 112, then Tyree Kill, then Josh Jacobs, which is really interesting there, at the 2.02. I am back up here at the 2.03. And there's a couple ways we could go. High upside, guy like Miles Sanders, maybe at running back. Maybe you look at Nick Chubb, uh, wide receiver. You still have DeAndre Hopkins, guys like that. Um, the rookies are still there, of course, like Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, etc., which are really, really intriguing. At tight end, nothing that I'm seeing here that I'm willing to reach for. You're not going to so take gonna... Kelsey there? No, I don't know. I don't think I can in a dynasty startup to me because even like two years ago, he was still going in like the third round. Right. So, yeah, I, he's what he's doing right now is incredible. Like he yeah. is leading the NFL in receiving yards. So I'm not saying he's not worthy of like a high second round pick and redraft or even a if you want to go there late round two, early round three in dynasty startup. No problem with that. But to me, early round two is a little bit high and super flex. So I'm going to stick with the quarterback position here. He's our boy. Yeah, and double down, huh? Starting a league. Yeah, with Lamar and Kyler, like you're set yep. for the foreseeable future. So I'm going to lock up Kyler here. Just as good of a running quarterback that we've seen this year. He's been crazy. Another shoulder injury has been there, but he is going to bounce back, uh, I think, this week against my Eagles and then potentially moving forward after that. So starting with Lamar and Kyler. After Kyler, we have the aforementioned Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon. Really interesting. DeAndre Hopkins, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders. John, what are we doing with Joe, uh, with Joe Mixon here? I feel like that's kind of interesting value. So he went, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth. RB9 in Dynasty yeah. off the board. I mean, here, you think that's too high? here's the thing. It's entirely too high for Joe Mixon. Um, we talked about it in the preseason where he was being drafted at his ceiling. And that's not the way that I want to value players when I'm doing a startup draft. I don't want to draft them at their hopeful eventual ceiling that's just not the way to to value players um joe mixon for me is not a running back one he's never been a running back one he's never shown that he can be a running back one i have no reason to value him as such there's some people that are so hyped on his name and you know what you can have him i i don't want it um that's just not at all where i would have him um it is interesting to me to see Austin Eckler go after him because I think that you can make a much stronger case for Eckler as a running back one than you can for Joe Mixon. Yeah, 100%. I'm definitely with you. Also, I'm taking Nick Chubb over him. I'm also taking Miles Sanders over him. There's, like, at some point, like, you have to show me that you are worthy of this pick. Like, be on the field, be productive. We've seen it in spurts, but it hasn't been consistent enough for me to go in round two. So I'm with you there. It's it's um, like you're back on the clock. Yeah, it's like the old they are who we thought they were. 
Um, yes, it's exactly. basically that about Joe Mixon. Like, stop trying to make him something that he's not. I, I'd rather be proven wrong in year what next year's year four, right? Um, yep. I'd rather like if somehow in year four with Joe Burrow under center, still an abysmal offensive line, which hopefully they address this off season. Um, if he can take a big leap next year, okay, great. But I'm not going to draft him at the leap. You know what I mean? Like if I can yes. get him at the late two or early three as my RB two, maybe I'd consider that, but I'd even be looking to go younger. Like I want all of this year's rookie running backs, like the top five over Joe Mixon in a dynasty start. Yep. Yep. I'm with you for sure. So you're back up on the clock here at the 2.10 after taking Pat Mahomes. What are you looking at? Yeah. Um, I'm going to make this pick based on the assumption that Green Bay re-signs him to an extension because I think that he's earned it. I'm going to go on Aaron Jones. Now, obviously, that could change in the offseason if they don't and he walks and he goes to a different location. That could be kind of interesting there. But he's proven to be one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. He's great with the ball in his hands. He is an elite option from a running back perspective he's also highly utilized in the passing game all he does is score touchdowns he's had a couple little injury bugs this year but i think that he's done enough to show when he's healthy that he's a top tier running back um so i'm i'm good with investing in aaron jones here yeah i like it he's been the most one of the most efficient backs in the nfl in his time in the league um i it's really interesting i do think he see we see him get a contract I feel like he, I'm with you, he's earned it. Um, I'm really interested like what the money is going to be, but he's definitely going to be getting another starting gig. He's, he's proven that for sure. So I think he's definitely still safe there at the 2-3 turn. After Aaron Jones, we have Kenyon Drake, George Kittle. I thought about who that too. I still am yep. very, very much in on Dynasty. Chris Godwin, and then Sleeper needs to fix this. Todd Gurley uh, off the board at the 3.02. Clearly not accurate. You are up, though, at 3.03. What are your thoughts? I'm going to give you one guess. DK Metcalf. You're dang right. I'm going to go with that boy. <laughs> um, he's proven to be just an absolute stud, physical specimen, great after the catch, great at contested catch. He's had a couple drops this year that he'd like to have back, but he's clearly the wide receiver one on his own team. Uh, the age, the size, the athleticism, things like that make it, um, incredibly appealing to build a dynasty roster around a second-year wide receiver who's just built like a Greek statue. So I'm going to go with DK Metcalf here. Um, it was a toss-up right here between two of my guys with him and Jonathan Taylor. Um, yep. But I think having Aaron Jones first, um, giving me that RB1 presence, I'll go with a young wide receiver to build around. Yeah, nothing negative to say. This is just too late for him. Like I almost took him where I took Kyler. That's how. Yeah. That's where I would value him. Like, no, he's that top, good. Yeah, top five, six, seven, somewhere in that range yep. at wide receiver ranks for sure. All right, sleeper continues with the egregious ADP. Jeez, no kidding. Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham Jr. still recovering from ACL surgery. Then James Conner and and Le'Veon Bell. Why is like, Lev? Just... Hold on, I'm gonna no, no, I'm removing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, take him I'm off. I'm changing the that. player. <laughs> We're going to put Chris Perfect. Carson there instead. Okay, that's at least somewhat realistic. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, apologies, that's gross. But Come on, sleeper. That leaves me with plenty of options yes, that I'm really excited about. I'm looking at a stud wide receiver like A.J. Brown, who I like quite a bit. I mean, Amari Cooper isn't a guy that I love. He's still young and productive, but I wouldn't take him here. D.J. Moore, down here, still very in on him. Calvin Ridley is interesting, etc. There's def definitely a lot of options here. But... You mentioned this man's name, and I am very much in on taking him here at this spot. Attaboy. Jonathan Taylor to get him at running back. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Stupid. And Dynasty Startup. Stupid. It's stupid. Yep. Again, like I would take him top 12. Yep. Uh, I'm sure you would as well. Yep. So this is just kind of taking advantage of ADP here on Sleeper. But Jonathan Taylor, RB1. He's been showing a lot of nice things in recent weeks. Really excited about what he can do in the future. After JT, we have David Johnson, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster. It is back to me. This is a full PPR format, so that's something to consider as far as like your running back selection, maybe your wide receiver selection, guys that can catch the football. There's a lot of intriguing names. I know that the movement recently has been heavy running backs and then get value wide receivers and startups later. 
I'm just going to ask you this question. What are your thoughts on, on J.K. Dobbins in this position? Not a PPR guy. Hasn't really caught the football. The offense doesn't really do that. But is this too early in the fourth round? Um, no, I don't think that it is. I think that J.K. Dobbins has shown that he's the best running back on the most heavy, the most run-heavy team in the NFL. Um, they've still they have Mark Ingram who's really phasing out. Like, I don't think he's had yeah, one touch last. Yeah, week. one touch last week, and it's between him and Gus Edwards right now that are getting the work. But I think that J.K. Dobbins is going to continue to ascend. Um, he's had a couple weeks where he's seen a, a large bulk of the work, like more than 80% of the touches from the running back position on his team. Um, and in those weeks, he's been an RB1. So he's shown that he has that in him. This is the right scheme for him. This is the right team. You put a dual threat, well, for your fantasy roster too, but Lamar Jackson and J.K. Yeah. Dobbins in that RPO format that they like to run there in that backfield, and, and that's lethal. Um, I think that he's a great asset, especially as your RB2, and both of your guys are rookies this year. So you have youth on your side, upside on your side, and the stack there with Lamar Jackson make it a really nice pick. Yeah, he's a guy I'm, I'm looking at for sure, but I want to lock up like a stud young wide receiver. Yep. So I'm going to take our boy. We've been talking about this guy on the podcast for what feels like forever. This guy, AJ yeah, Brown, man, still 23 years old, just like an absolute monster with the ball in his hands after the catch. Ryan Tannehill is there for multiple years. We know what the offense is. He's been great, even through a little bit of injury this year, too, which is really encouraging. So yep. I'm going to lock up AJ Brown, a top 10 dynasty wide receiver, in my opinion, mm -hmm. to get him at this value. And the fourth to me is very good. Very nice. All right, that lady on Bell pick. They don't, they don't want to take that away from us. <laughs> so he goes to the 4.04. Leonard Fournette, again, 4.05. Melvin Gordon, 4.06. Then we have some uh, good wide receivers. Yeah, it's good wide receivers. Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup. You are back on the clock. Um, well, this is an easy one. This is super flex, and having an opportunity to get um, two top-tier quarterbacks just like you did, I thoroughly enjoy. So I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here, and I'm going to take Russ, who might not have the highest ceiling of any wide receiver, but one, I'm going to be able to stack him with DK Metcalf, which I love. Um Two, he might not have the highest ceiling, but Russell Wilson probably has the safest floor of a quarterback one for fantasy football purposes. We saw him go, you know, scorched earth early in the season, and that's kind of faded off a little bit. But that felt like years it ago. It felt like so long ago. <laughs> but remember in the offseason, um, I think it was Okada, and I hate to give that guy literally any credit ever for anything because he's, he's Okada. Jeez, he's such a terrible human. Just kidding, I love Okada. But Russell, he was like, if I could pick one quarterback to finish every year between quarterback five and quarterback eight, it would be Russell Wilson. And I agree with that stance. And having him as my quarterback two behind Pat Mahomes is just dirty. So I'm going to go with Russ. Yeah, totally fine. Can't argue it. Um, I probably would have looked at maybe if you're going QB two for me, like I would go Josh Allen, maybe Deshaun Watson. But I thought about like that you too. Said, you can't argue with a guy who you know is going to be a QB one. So, really interesting pick. After that, again, sleeper, your ADP is egregious. We have Mark Ingram, Robert Woods, Devin Singletary, Tyler Lockett. You are back up on the So, court. what I'm seeing is that they haven't updated their ADP since the preseason. Because uh, that's true. what this all looks like. This looks like how things were in the preseason. But that's fine. It gives you and I the opportunity to make picks and talk about value. And that's what our listeners are here for, not the overall draft board. So, yes. I'm going to go back... Um, I have one running back. I have one wide receiver. I would really like to get, I think, an RB two. And I'll tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that youth movement here. I'm gonna take my overall running back two from the preseason from the rookie class in DeAndre Swift. Um, I love what we've seen from him this year. He's shown a great ability to catch and be heavily utilized in the offense when healthy. Um, Adrian Peterson will, you know, bite all intents and purposes, be gone uh, this offseason from that team. I think this is Swift's backfield with a new coaching staff next year that is going to be prioritizing their young players and and building those guys up and developing them. So I think Swift is a good pick. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, the biggest key is no Matt Patricia. Like, Adrian Peterson, no. whatever, any rational coach would be like, oh, AP can get six touches. That's fine. But 
DeAndre Swift needs to be getting 15-plus touches every week. He's just so explosive with the ball in his hands, great in space, and catch the football, like you said. So, yes, he is really intriguing, I think, from a dynasty perspective because he's only scratching the surface. And I feel like down the stretch, week 16, 17, etc., we're going to see him get the football a lot. So I'm really excited. I think if you're listening to this or watching this, before those games happen, like go trade for him right now because yeah. I guarantee you his value is lower than it will be in two months. Coming off so, the concussion yes, problems the that he's you know had in the last few weeks, I think his value is a little depressed here. But you got to remember he had some absolutely monster weeks about a month ago. Oh yeah, um, and he's capable yeah. of that in a big way. Um, I was gonna say something else. It was probably something snarky about Matt Patricia. I can't remember. Oh, just about how he's the worst? The worst. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun to see what Bevel does with DeAndre Swift down the stretch. I think that that's going to be really intriguing to watch. Yeah, for sure. It definitely will be. After the Swift pick, we had Keenan Allen. Really good value there like oh, that. Uh, Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, great value. David Montgomery, who's been showing out as of yeah. late. Dak, of course, recovering from the ankle injury. T.Y. Hilton, that puts me back up on the clock. There are two names that I'm considering here. Be still my heart. Terry oh. Still 25 years Love old. Terry. Still a stud, even though this year and the last few weeks has been down. You know, he'll get a quarterback, hopefully, in the future at some point. Yeah. Um, but he's been producing even without a good quarterback. Like, that just shows you how good of a player he can be. The production's there. The metrics are there, etc. The, so, the, love Terry. The best thing for Terry would be if they don't win their division. Like... Please yeah. go from the 17th pick to, to like six because that NFC yeah. East winner automatically slots in way lower in the draft process. And if he can get up there and be paired with like a Kyle Trask out of Florida, um, something like that, some young quarterback that can actually make this offense go. It's it's This is literally the floor of Terry McLaurin, what we're seeing right now. I think his ceiling is incredibly high. Yeah, the other name I'm considering is the guy I looked at last time, J.K. Dobbins. Yep. But to me, I mean, when I draft, like I'm, I'm okay, kind of not punting running back, but like I don't care as much to get a starting lineup, so to speak. So I'm gonna take my boy Terry McLaurin. I would just be sick if I missed out on him here at the five ten. So I mean, anything for Terry, Jonathan Taylor, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin. I mean, come on. Yeah, that'll work. that'll do. After that pick, we have. Deshaun Watson, I think, is phenomenal oh, as a super flex value here. Sleeper. Yeah, come on, sleeper. This is this is nuts. <laughs> Darren Waller, Tom Brady, Thomas Raheem Mostert. Edward Brady. So we've talked about this guy enough that I don't think I need to say anything just else. Take I'm taking J.K. Dobbins yeah. at the 6.03 and moving on. Tom Brady's the quarterback right. six off the board. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's dumb. Yeah, the other That's issue dumb. with this is is just that like in a normal super flex startup you're these running are these quarterbacks excuse me like you're getting like jared goff in this position not like dak prescott deshaun watson like right. so it's very skewed but uh for the exercise it's good enough just to talk to the value it so it's totally yep. fine so after jk dobbins we got marquise brown cream hunt steph Diggs, dj chark Cortland sutton really interesting like what are your thoughts on Cortland sutton what we've seen from drew lock obviously factoring in his recovery off acl surgery Jerry Judy there like I feel like he's a guy that no one no one is really talking about right now yeah um I think Cortland Sutton is a very intriguing wide receiver um like listen he he's the he's the alpha big body x receiver on that team like he's the one that's gonna be playing on the outside you're gonna have Jerry Judy doing a lot of the short to intermediate work um think of this a little bit like a Mike Williams and Keenan Allen situation where Jerry Judy's in that Keenan Allen role and he's probably going to get a lot of targets going forward but Cortland Sutton could be a good stretch the field big body you know jump ball deep threat wide receiver um I like Cortland Sutton a lot I just hate his quarterback Drew Locke is absolute doo-doo butter I mean it has to be said every podcast and Okada is normally the one that does it but since he's not here yes. I, I just had to step in and, and give that obligatory statement um he's so bad like he's just not a good quarterback and in this last week I'm going on a little bit of a diatribe but this last week Drew Locke had I think his best statistical game of the season um but yep. he still made a couple egregious errors and I just tweeted out very plainly, 
Drew Locke is not good. And I had so many people that were like, what are you saying? You can say that any other week, but why are you saying it now? And like, this is a great week for him. I'm like, yeah, it is, but he still lost you the game. Like his best yeah. statistical game, you lose. Like this is not. I don't know. Did, did they win last week? Oh, you know, I think they, they did. They knocked off Carolina. They did. Yeah, they knocked off Carolina. But he took that safety, which was just. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it's <laughs> That's just not the point. <laughs> like okay, they they got away with the win and. Uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey less Panthers team that's floundering. Okay, great. If you want to be mediocre every year, fantastic. Keep Drew Locke. That's okay. But he's not the quarterback for, for this roster from a long-term perspective. So I'm hoping that John Elway, you know, has something up his sleeve to bring in like the 18,000th quarterback in his tenure for Denver. Um, Make some sort of move this offseason. Matt Ryan, Matt, Matthew Stafford. Dak, like do something because the weapons on this team are great, and I think that Cortland Sutton is a, is a really good value if you can increase the uh, the quarterback play. Yeah, no, I you won't find me saying anything positive about Drew. Lark. No. I mean, the, no. like in, to me in Dynasty, I I'm not going to sell for anything I can get, but like I'm looking to get out, and I'm okay cashing in my chips if that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Like I'm not looking to like cash in on the value he had in august which we told people to, to do <laughs> get off this guy yes, when the hype was building we sure did. now it's lower it's going to be even lower next year yes, so he's a guy that i've i don't have any of anymore i had a couple shares i sold those off in the season to other contending teams so yeah happy to move on from from drew lock i have let's move i on have fifteen thousand rosters and i have absolutely zero drew lock on any <laughs> none at all love it none. love it all right, man, you're up at the six, uh, six ten. Here. Um, I'm gonna take a rookie wide receiver that's over a thousand yards and could potentially flirt with Anquan Bolden's all-time rookie receiving yard total of just over thirteen hundred yards. It's Justin Jefferson. The dude's a stud, and being able to pair that young wide receiver savant with DK Metcalf. I mean, this team is young and potent and lethal, and I love me some JJ. Yeah, I mean. He's he's so good. I there's no oh, words. He's like, so he's good as a rookie. It's just been phenomenal, and a lot of knocks coming on him. Like, can he just play in the slot? Is he an NFL caliber receiver? Like, he's answered every question. He's just been phenomenal. So, love it there. To me, he should have gone round three, round yeah. two. Like, yeah, way, way, way too late. Yep. After that, Drew Brees, James White, Matt Ryan, Devontae Parker. That goes right back to you at the seven point oh three. It sure does. And I am looking. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fill my tight end position here. And I'm going to go uh, with a young guy um, in his second year. I'm basically going Detroit stack. But I'm going TJ Hawkinson, who's the overall tight end three this season. Now, granted, that's without Kittle. But still, you're telling me that a guy has, has put himself into the, the conversation with your Darren Waller and your Mark Andrews as being in a, a an elevated tier above the disastrous quagmire of the tight end position. So I love TJ Hawkinson. He's proven to be reliable. He's proven to be a good red zone threat. Um, he's put up some very big games and even his down games, he's still scoring. So I think that TJ Hawkinson is a very intriguing guy. We've talked about it many times from a dynasty perspective on this podcast Tight ends generally take a while to develop. The fact that he's breaking out in year two has me incredibly excited. I'll take DJ Hawk. Yeah, phenomenal pick. You look at, look at these game logs right here, like the jump from year mm. one to year two, and massive. he's still building on that, has been phenomenal. It's been massive. Um, yes, Kenny Galladay's missed a ton of time, all those things, but he's a guy who you know, a lot of people pegged, and we did too, as a guy who's going to break out in year two or year yeah. three. I think year three we could see just – I mean, massive, like, 800 to 1,000 yards. He might even get there this year. And, like, 10 oh, yeah, touchdowns I, yeah. is in his range of outcomes. can totally see he's, that for next year. He's massive. So, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal pick as your, your tight end one. After Hawkinson, we have Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, and then Carson happy Wentz. To see, really happy to see the, uh, the, the quarterbacks starting to come off the board a little bit more frequently here. They've had four this round starting to look a little bit more representative 
of what a Superflex yes. would, would kind of look like. So that's good. For sure. With that said, there's lots of value still at the wide receiver position. There's some interesting tight ends also available. Um, this player is a man Oof. that I'm very excited Oof. about in Dynasty. Love. Brandon Ayuk. And we're recording this on Friday, December, what is this? 18th. 18th. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, December 21st, whenever you're watching or listening to this, Brandon Ayuk is going to He's going to go ham. <laughs> I'm so excited to see him I play. And, you know, he didn't really fit, like, the best profile of, like, his metrics from an analytics standpoint, from, like, dominator rating, breakout age, those things. Because he, he declared as a, uh, I think it was a senior, right? Coming out of Arizona State. Yes. Or he'd been there, like, multiple years where he kind of could have come out earlier. But regardless. At least a junior. Watching his tape. Yeah, watching his tape. Like, he's a guy that we said, don't worry about those things. He's, he's a very good yep. player. He fits the system extremely well. Yes, Debo Samuel is still there, but from what I've seen from Brandon Ayuk, I would much rather have him on my dynasty roster than Debo Samuel. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk here at the 710. Not even thinking twice. Honestly, Ayuk Ayuk was probably one of our biggest rookie hits as a podcast. We were very high on him, higher than consensus. Um, And if it wasn't for Justin Jefferson doing what he's doing... Brandon Ayuk would be getting so much talk right now, and I think it's a little bit quiet on him, but he's having a phenomenal rookie season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, after Ayuk, we have Will Fuller, Rojo, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack, yeah, and then Evan Ingram. Okay. Uh, there is a running back still on the board that I am very, very, very excited about. That is one Cam yes, Akers. Yes, yes. Still 21 years old in his rookie season. We've seen kind of some back and forth, very similar to J.K. Dobbins, actually, yep. in like the progression throughout the year, where he wasn't the lead guy out of the gate that we wanted him to be. But we've seen, I mean, that Thursday night football game, what? Just oh, my gosh, he went absolutely Came out nuts. and got all the touches. So, uh, love Cam Akers. I'm going to snag him here at the 8.03 to be my running back three with some rookies. Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, and now Cam Akers. I think you need to uh, start the draft back up. Me to take him. Oh, sorry about that. It's, it's all, right. all good. And we're back. And so I'm going to take Cam Akers. After this Cam, we have another Cam, Cam Newton, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, again, way too late, and then Ben Roethlisberger here. So quarterback starting to fly off the board. We both have two. Uh, you looking at another QB as your QB3, or are you going another? Um, I'll tell you what. I would like a minute to think about it, and you have something to say. Yes, thank you. I totally forgot. <laughs> I got uh, you, fam. We're gonna pause. <laughs> yes, thank you. We're going to pause for the sponsor of today's show. That is my front page story. Listen, the holidays are here. Getting gifts, especially with the COVID year, has just been like so, so tricky. Usually I like to give like experience gifts or something that you can kind of like use and go do, but you can't right now. So what are you going to give someone? Myfrontpagestory.com is a website you need to check out. What you do is you hire a writer. You tell them a little bit about a loved one that you have, their interests, why they're so special to you, those kind of things. And then this writer writes up on a newspaper an article about your loved one, and they frame it for you. They deliver it right to your loved one's house. It is going to make someone's holiday this season. So check out my front page story. Honestly, it's phenomenal. I've seen their products. They do great work. So check it out, myfrontpagestory.com. I'll put the link in the uh, the YouTube video as well as on the podcast uh, platform that you're listening to. When you use the code REDSHIRTS20, you're going to save yourself some money this holiday season. You're going to save 20%. So check that out. Honestly, guys, make someone's holiday this season. I already I told Okada last time. I'm sending him one. John, I'm going to send you Thanks, one. buddy. Yeah, anytime. Check him out. All right. That is the sponsor of today's show. More importantly, John, who are you taking? With there this are a handful of rookies that I love here. Um, but... You can never have too many quarterbacks in a super flex roster. And the fact that one Mr. Justin Herbert is just chilling. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a slam. I- I'm going to take Justin Herbert as my quarterback three. Listen, we're, we're all expecting there to be potentially a coaching change. Um, and that team is going to start winning. But they have not been losing because of Justin Herbert. 
he's having a phenomenal no. all-time rookie season at the quarterback position. We've been talking about it for, I don't know, it feels like probably eight weeks that we've been saying, is he the quarterback one out of this rookie class? He looks like it right now. And part of that has to do with the weapons that are around him, but a big part of it is just the decision-making and the rocket arm that he has. It is so crisp. Some of these throws that he makes. Freaking lasers. Yeah, <laughs> freaking lasers. It's just insane. He's so good. I loved him coming out of Oregon. I've been literally following him since he was in high school because I'm an Oregonian natively. I've been following his story for a long time. It was really fun, side note, to see him last night going against Marcus Mariota. That was kind of cool. And Mariota, by the way, looked pretty good. So he, he, he did. <laughs> I don't know. He might earn himself a job. I don't know. Um, hey, you know what happens when you get your your feeling back in your hand? You can actually throw the Shocking. Football. Remember last year with the yeah. issue? Amazing. Like, yeah. I think he earned himself potentially a, a starting gig at some point. I so would I love to see that. Um, but Justin Herbert, he's a quarterback one from a dynasty standpoint, let alone in the top tier of this rookie class. Yes, agreed. Alrighty, after Herbert, we have Jarvis Landry, Daniel Jones, Joe Ho, Jordan Howard, <laughs> uh, Hunter Henry at the nine point oh two, and then we are back to you at the nine. Um, I like rookies, and I like them a lot. And there is a rookie running back that I was wrong about, and I've admitted to being wrong about, and he's mm, earned my he's earned my respect. He deserves it. He absolutely entirely deserves the respect and the love as being a pass catching option as being nitty gritty between the tackles. Um, he's been great. He's just looked so good. Um, and I didn't trust my eyes enough in the pre-draft process when it comes to Antonio Gibson, because I got all freaked out about the fact that he only had 33 career carries in college. Um, he is an outlier from a, a profile workload standpoint absolutely and i'm not saying that the next running back that has 30 career carries i'm gonna be all over i needed him to prove it to me and he has so he has my respect now i still trust my process <laughs> on fading him early yes. but he earned my respect <laughs> now going forward and he needs to be treated as a good option especially when they increase their quarterback plates antonio gibson yep love it um He's really interesting because yeah. he was a guy I took a couple of shots on in Dynasty because nice. of the fact that he was a third round. Yeah, I think that that's that's and worth us talking about is the the value that yeah. you could have had him in rookie drafts. And I think the mistake that I made and I learned from it, the third round is a dart throw anyways when it comes to your rookie drafts. Yep. So take your dart throw on the people that look explosive and athletic and have a high ceiling because of that. So if he was going in the early to mid second round, then yeah, I probably would have passed him over, but I really regret not using some third round rookie picks on Antonio Gibson because the ceiling was there and I, I got a little bit bogged down on the negatives and I didn't take my gamble on the upside. So that was definitely a lesson learned from me and one that I would like to encourage our listeners in when going into your rookie drafts, if there is yeah. someone that has a very, very good athletic profile, Chase Claypool's another one, similar sort of situation. Yes. Someone that has a very, very good athletic profile. That's worth taking the gamble on in the third round. So that's something that I'm going to be looking at a little bit differently going into next year's rookie drafts. Yep, definitely. For sure. It was all about that. The capital to invest in him. Like you, I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't like to invest in these, like, like high upside, but like, what is his position? Like, they talked about is he right. a receiver? Is he a running back? All these things. So, to me, it was like, this guy looks explosive. What if he gets a chance and we're seeing what happens? So, yeah, it was all about that third round price for sure. This man Woo! is a man who's going at the top four picks of most yep. uh, single quarterback and then, like, definitely top six. In Superflex rookie drafts, CD Lamb, 21 years old, still a rookie in Dallas. It's been a lost season for Dallas, obviously, with Dax injury and that sort of thing. But he fit the profile. He had the production. He's athletic. He, he checks all the boxes. First round NFL draft capital. Absolute stud. I'm going to take him here in the, the ninth round, 9-10 off the board. After CD Lamb, we have Drew Locke, 
the official quarterback of this podcast. <laughs> Jimmy G, Philip Lindsay, and Tariq Cohen. Actually, kind of interesting uh, with those quarterback picks. Yeah. But we are back to the 10.03, and I still do not have a tight end. I also do not have a third quarterback. Now, with these guys I have, Lamar, Kyler, I'm not worried about it, but I still like to lock yeah. up a good young quarterback when I can. These guys are worth their weight in gold in a super flex format, and I will take Tua Tunga Bailoa here in the 10th round um, as my quarterback three. I don't need him right away. Kind of let him sit, continue to get better at the game, and then potentially plug him in on bye weeks and that kind Love of it. thing. Or if injury happens, he's totally fine. So, Tua, what are your thoughts on Tua after, after this? Um, I really like him. I think that he is showing what you want to see from a rookie quarterback. Now, listen, not every rookie quarterback is going to come out and give you the stats that Justin Herbert is. That That's just been ridiculous. And well above expectation. I feel like anytime that we get an example of someone that gives you that immediate production, we expect everyone to do that. But fantasy football is not all about instant gratification from a dynasty standpoint. We've seen from Tua, we've seen poise. We've seen him fight and go, you know, punch for punch with Patrick Mahomes. Um, we That was, that was really fun. fun. That was a good game. Fun to watch. Over 300 yards. Um, we've seen him make a couple mistakes. He's a rookie. He's going to need that. We, we don't expect these guys to come in and be top-tier quarterbacks right away. But we've seen him continue to progress. We've seen good statistical games from him, but we've seen good accuracy. We've seen good ball security. He doesn't turn it over. He has, I think, one pick on the season, if I remember right. I'm not looking at the stats in front of me. Um, uh, let's see. He has, yes, yeah, one interception. That's, Nine touchdowns. That's phenomenal for a rookie that didn't get the starting gig until halfway through the year. Um, you you love to yep. see that. So he's going to continue to develop. This team is going to continue to develop with the weapons around him. Um, I saw a stat a while ago, and I don't recall the number offhand, but basically all you need to know is his receiving options are getting essentially zero separation ever. Like none of them are doing him any favors. So. They're going to continue to address that position as well. They're going to continue to address the offensive line. It's it's a good situation that he's in for them to continue to progress with a strong defense as well. Um, I like Tua a lot. I think that he's someone that we see a really good year two step forward from. Um, kind of like what we saw out of Dak Prescott, and I've said this a couple times on the spot. He was really good at controlling the ball and handing it off in his rookie season. And then as he went into year two, into year three, it started to open up for him. We started to see him develop and take more shots. I think we're going to see that out of Tua as well. Yep, 100%. And another thing, too, with the Dolphins is, like, you trust what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, you're starting to see a trend where, like, all right, they're making really good decisions and building the right way. So I trust him long term for sure there. After Tua, we have some more egregious sleeper picks with Sonny Michelle and Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Goff, Alexander Madison, Marvin Jones and Henry Ruggs. On to you here at the 10.10. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, one thing just from a uh, advice standpoint for our listeners, when you're doing a dynasty startup, don't focus so much on roster construction. Focus on value. Like, I, I don't care. If, if yeah. I only had two for running sure. backs by this point, That that's fine. I, I don't. I don't really care about that. You want to get value where you can. Um, Superflex in particular, quarterbacks. You can get a haul for a good quarterback in a trade. So if I'm able to get another really strong quarterback in the draft and I've got four on my roster, okay, I'll look to move one of them for a running back and a first or, or something along those lines. So I think sometimes you get to the point where you have to look a little bit at just value. And for me, Ryan Tannehill is still available. He's a quarterback one. He's proven it. He looks really good. He's been very efficient. Um, he's What does that say he is on the year? Quarterback 11? I think that says. He is quarterback a quarterback eight, eight right even now. Even better. A quarterback one in a super flex yeah. standpoint this late, like, yeah, he's a little bit older, but he's got at least a few more good years left, minimum. So if someone just signed a new contract, to yep, this he's going to be there. It's going to be him, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown for the next, like, three years. Those three are all going to be there, and they're going to be running probably essentially the same offense a majority of the time. 
So I think that Tannehill is yep. an incredible value. Um, you can never have too many quarterbacks in Superflex unless you literally use seven picks in a row on them. But getting... <laughs> don't, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> but getting four starting quarterbacks that have the potential to give me quarterback one numbers on a week-to-week basis, I like that a lot. Because, like I said, I can always trade one of them away. Yep, for sure. After Tannehill, we got... Philip Rivers, Carrion Johnson, Jalen Rager, great value yeah. with these two, and Jerry Judy in the eleventh round. Yeah, like back. those rookies there a lot. Um, looking a couple different directions here, just kind of scrolling through some things really fast, seeing who is on the board. Oh, I found it. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, thanks. No, um, no. Sean McCoy. So. What I'm going to do here, I really like young tight ends um, that are developmental. Um, I already have TJ Hawkinson, who I think is going to be contributing highly and probably my tight end one most weeks. But I really do like the upside that we have in Noah Fant. Um, he's shown some some yeah. great games this year. He's you know had a couple where he's kind of fallen off and battled through some some minor injuries and stuff like that. But I think loading up on a second tight end here that is young and gives me some long-term upside. Um, like we've said many times on the show, they take a little bit of time to develop. Um, you need to be patient with them. We don't expect them to come in year one or even year two and give you solid production with such a desolate landscape that the tight end position is. Um, it's nice to just throw a couple developmental pieces at the end of the bench. So I'm going to put Noah Fant down there. He's a, a great young tight end. He still has time to develop. Obviously, he's still super young. So, yes, like that call. Deontay Johnson, Tony Pollard, Jared Cook, Kirk Cousins, Christian Kirk, and Latavius Murray go after your pick. It is back to me. I need a tight end. There's a guy I absolutely love. Is this yeah. man, Mike? I, I, I debated that, now, too. It was between him and Fan. I wanted one of them, and it was <laughs> it was tough. Yeah, when you said young developmental tight end, I was like, don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Mike Kosicki is a guy we talked about on the podcast a ton in the past. Knew coming out of Penn State that he was going to be more of your receiving tight end. That's what we want in fantasy. We want those guys that are athletic, can create after the catch. Chan Gailey's slot receiver, right? Exactly. Yes, he is the dude. Um, I know he just had the shoulder injury, all those things considered. Long term, not a huge deal. Love this guy's athletic profile. He is an absolute monster. Okada, you and I and Okada were texting this week. And we were talking about how like he was like he, you know, Okada said I could see him being like the next Gronk. Like he has that yeah. profile in the end zone. He, like he said that he looks it, he looks like Gronk you. in the end zone is what Okada said. And Okada yeah. is a Patriots fan. This is someone that knows that team. Take it to like the he's been watching them and, and he's been in big time. Um. Since Gasecki was in college at Penn State with with zero yeah. quarterback play, um, so yeah, he's he's definitely one of my favorite young options at that that position as well. Yep, for sure, love him. Uh, yeah, I got you. Do you. Yep, there you go. Restart it, and you're good. So I got Mike Gasecki here as my tight end in the eleventh round. Then Miko Hardman, Jamison Crowder, Zach Moss, and Austin Hooper. There is still value on the board, for sure, here in the 12th round. Scrolling through the running back position, I'm not seeing a ton of guys that I like that I'm willing to take here, necessarily. Um, but wide receiver, still lots of good value here. If we're if I scroll up real quick, we still have Chase Claypool on the board. Um, I, Mike Williams, I'll still... I'll never stop I know. Mike Williams. He's you are so loyal. Uh, a value, so loyal, in my man. opinion. So loyal. But hey, what are you going to do? Um... T. Higgins is fantastic. Like, love yeah. that pick here. Um, Denzel Mims is intriguing as a rookie. Lots of good options. I'm actually going to go back to tight end because I like having two guys that have upside, and I like having potentially the availability to stream until these guys yeah. become locked and loaded in my lineup. I'm going to yeah. take Dallas Goddard. He's still young, 25 years old. We know Zach Ertz is there, but he's in a contract situation that we don't know where he's going to be. He is still super young. This is only his third season so far. That's crazy to me. It feels like Obviously, Goddard has been around for five years. Like, you've been yeah, hearing his name so much, it's shocking that he's still that young. 
And I feel like the Dynasty communities like wanted yeah. him to be something that he isn't yet. But knowing Zach Ertz is there, obviously no one predicted the downfall of Carson Wentz that we've seen. But uh, you know, you bet on a guy that's talented. Maybe Wentz gets back under center and figures it out. Maybe Hertz is the future. Who knows? But Dallas Goddard is a monster. He is a very, very bright future in the NFL. So I will take Goddard as my tight end too. Then we have Sammy Watkins, Darius Slayton, Daryl Henderson, Sterling Shepard, Keyshawn Vaughn. Ooh, what, what a guy. guy. Uh, and then Chase Edmonds. For, before you pick, what are we doing uh, with Keyshawn Vaughn? We're crying. That's what we're doing. Um, yes, we are. And we're forgetting about spending first half. Yeah, man, I did that several times. Oh, oh I did too. And he's just sitting on my, my taxi squad staring it at It was, his. yeah. I mean, I, I go back and I, that was the biggest miss um, in rookie drafts this year. And, and a lot of that was a situation that you can't predict you're not going to expect them to go out and suddenly get Leonard Fournette and then also you know LaShawn McCoy off the street as well Keyshawn Vaughn just um has disenfranchised himself from Bruce Arians in a big way um it doesn't do you any good to cut him uh I mean you might as well just hold on and and see if he gets a crack at it say a prayer um light a candle but other than that like i i don't yeah. know i liked him i liked him a lot out of vanderbilt i thought that he was a really good prospect um had him just outside my top five at the running back position in this rookie class i had him well above antonio gibson because of the profile um that was a big miss so now we just uh we cry and we hope and and think of what could have been and that's it yep i'm with you all right you were up here after Keyshawn Vaughn with Chase Edmonds. We'll each do one more pick. So you got the 12, 10, and the 13, uh, point or three. Love to see it. Uh, so I am going to go to a rookie wide receiver that you had mentioned previously, and that is T. Higgins. Um, I love what we've seen out of him. The dude is a strider. He's 6'4". Um, he eats up ground like crazy. When like He's one of those receivers that he doesn't look like he's running fast, but no one catches him. Like He just... He strides, he eats up so much ground when he's running. And I love that about him at Clemson, another Clemson wide receiver, that, you know, we, we love those Clemson wide receivers. But he's proven to be very good and have a very good rapport with Joe Burrow. Obviously, his stats have kind of fallen off since Burrow got hurt. But those two looked very good together. You know, we, we've all seen the videos of, like, Carson Palmer and Chad Ochocinco wearing the 9 and the 85 and then the same thing with Burrow and T. Higgins. It's like a passing of the torch moment for these yeah. Bengals. And that's really fun to see. It's cool to that's see awesome. that uh, continue on. But I think that he's incredibly promising. And I think if it wasn't for Burrow getting hurt, the hype on Higgins would be so much higher than it is right now. It's really kind of tempered down in the last you know month to six weeks. So if you have any chance of acquiring him in a trade, I, I would do it in a big way if you can get him somehow lower value than than what he should be because of the injury to joe burrow do it now because i think that he's in store for a really big year too yes and i would even advocate overpaying what you I feel like too. is an overpay for t higgins in late december by march april is going to i would value, i guarantee. would give two so. first for t yeah super flex I think Ooh, so. I, I think that I would. Um, that I think that spicy. we look at these guys and we know what, what the prospects look like, but we never know how exactly they're going to pan out when they get to the NFL level. Um, I think that what we've seen out of him is next year, a floor of a wide receiver two with potential for a year two jump, not to the same degree, but like what we've seen out of DK Metcalf. Like, I'm not saying he's going to suddenly loft himself into the top five conversation at Dynasty wide receiver, but I think him being paired with Joe Burrow, who looked absolutely phenomenal, they're going to shore up that offensive line this year. AJ Green is probably gone. Like, it has to be. Um, yeah. T is the be. guy. It's going to be him and Boyd, but I think that T Higgins is in for a really, really big year too. Like, I I'm... Not going to be surprised at all if he puts up 1,200 yards and eight to 10 touchdowns next year. Like, I really think that that is in this guy's wheelhouse. And if I need to give up two firsts now, I would much rather give up a 2021 first and then a 2022 first because I can always get that 2022 back. Yes. But 
he's really good. He's a very, very talented wide receiver. He's earned it. And I think that his value now, I think that those two firsts are going to look really cheap next year when you're comparing that to the value of A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, all the guys that we've seen take that leap. I think that he's the next one to do it. The other thing, too, to consider, like, look at these uh, game logs, targets, right? Nine, eight, eight, nine, nine, ten, eight, Consistent. eight. Consistent. Like, as a rookie, that yeah. doesn't happen. And I skipped over, like, you know, five, five. I'm just pointing out that he has that upside. As a rookie, with A.J. Green still there, with Tyler Boyd there, like, so there's a lot to like about T. Higgins. I feel like the more we talk about it, the more I'm in on the, the two first things. So, yeah, go, go trade <laughs> two first it. for T. Higgins. Um, but yeah, I know it's it's yeah it makes sense too because right like you would say if you would tell me a year ago like would you pay two first for DK Metcalf I'd be like I don't know that kind of seems pricey and now you're like I pay three like you you, know, you so saw the trade that I got out of Michelle yes DJ Moore in two firsts yeah you you went all in I can't I mean no one can blame you like he's the top five guy. Um, but if you're projecting T. Higgins to make a, a leap, maybe not that much, but a leap up, it's going to look like an underpay. So I, I'm fully on board with it. I like it. All right, man. One more pick here for you. Where are you well, going? Well, before, I need to correct you because I gave up DK for the DJ in two first, and I feel like she overpaid on that. But. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, you're that's good. right. I forgot. Uh, it was shocking, but I'm in a little bit of a rebuild, and I think that DJ Moore is going to have a, a good year. Like, trust me, trading away DK Metcalf, I literally shed a tear. Um, I love him. You no, I didn't. It was bad. The bags under my eyes were terrible. Um, but <laughs> it was worth it. I mean, that was that was all. Did I get three firsts in? I might have gotten three firsts in DJ Moore. I got to go back and look. You might have. I got to go, go back and, and check that trade. I I know that I got a haul for him. Um, so I'm on the clock here. Things are starting to dry up a little bit. Generally, when that happens, you go and you look at the wide receiver position because I feel like you can get better value at the wide receiver position at this point in the draft uh, than you can some others. I'm going to go with another rookie wide receiver that I think people are kind of sleeping on a little bit here. Um, I know that Chase Claypool is still on the board, but I'm going to take Denzel Mims. I love me some Denzel Mims. Um, He's shown to have that aspect. He is the one that is controlling the touches from the wide receiver position. I don't feel like they're really going to bring in a challenger for him in this offseason because they're going to have so many holes. And then we know they're going to address quarterback position with the number one overall pick. Probably Trevor Lawrence. Maybe it's Justin Fields. Regardless, whatever quarterback they're going to bring in there is going to be a huge bump to this offense. They're going to need to do that. They're going to need to shore up the offensive line and then probably spend some capital on the defense as well. Because of that, I think the wide receiver position is probably going to be a low priority. I don't think they're going to spend high draft capital on a wide receiver. I think that you might get Crowder back for another year, Denzel Mims, and then maybe they bring in someone else um, as well to be a third piece. I know that Claypool looks great, but there's a couple things that I'm concerned about there. I'm concerned about all the other wide receivers in that room, I'm a little bit concerned about Big Ben, um, who has been throwing like six-yard slants every day for the last six weeks. Um, It's really concerning. Uh, Chase Claypool has been good um, for a rookie, and he's a big body, and I talked about him earlier. He's the kind of person that you want to take a shot on, but guess what? So is Denzel Mims. Like He's also a big body wide receiver that had better draft capital and – proved that ability to go up and get it. The thing about Chase Claypool that's interesting to me is that he's been really boomer bust. Like he's had a few, I mean, obviously the game against Philly and no offense. I love you bets. Philly sucks this year. I know they're not great, Bob. Um, He put up not great, Bob. He put up 42 PPR fantasy points against him. That was, that was fun. super fun. Was fun. Other than that, like he's got a couple games, 17, 18, 12, 15, 21, great. But in the last four weeks, 15, 11, 5, 4. That, that's what he's done in the last four weeks. So he's had a few monster boom games, and I think that that's still elevating his stock for everybody. But outside of those games, 
he hasn't really been startable. He's the number 23 PPR quarterback on the season because of that 42-point game. If it wasn't for that, let's say that was 15, which is a healthy number. He's probably at, like, I don't know, wide receiver 35 to 40, somewhere in that ballpark. So, I don't know. I'm just not all the way in. I think this offense is going to go through some pretty big transitions. Um, and maybe he is the guy that takes over that number one spot next year. Maybe Juju leaves town. I get that. I'm fine with Claypool as well. But I think that Denzel Mims is already locked into being that guy. And he's going to get an upgrade at the quarterback position that I think is going to be a better deep ball thrower than Ben Roethlisberger is at this point in his career. For sure. I definitely think the quarterback concerns are valid. I mean, Ben is maybe there another year and we're seeing what that is now. Now, part of their play calling and that kind of thing is like, they're dealing with a ton sure. of injuries on the offensive line. So they're dealing you know, with that, trying to get the ball out of Ben's hand so he doesn't get hit a ton. And you're right. It's turning into slant plays and screens and hitch routes like every single time. So he's not, they're not unleashing chase Claypool to what he could be where earlier in the season we were seeing get targeted downfield and we saw what he could do. So I know what he is as far as his talent. I know what he should be as a role player in the NFL. But at this point, like I'm not drafting him to be my wide receiver one. I'm drafting him to be my wide receiver yeah. three, maybe, on a league. And, you know, to me, for a guy who's, who's flashed like that as a rookie, very willing to take him here. So I will take him yeah. as my last And that's pick. fine. And like I said, 13, they're they're close. 10. You know, they're, they're, they're close for me in terms yep. of a value standpoint. Um, I just think that Mims is going to have less competition for targets next year. However... There's that kind of perennial conversation around the target share on a bad team compared to a lower target share on theoretically a good offense. And and that's kind of a tough balance to strike. So I just liked Mims more as a prospect coming in. And I think with the, the quarterback situation going to improve – um, hopefully the offensive line improving. I know the Jets have a long way to go, but oh boy, do oh they. Boy. But hopefully they're, they're going to be taking some steps forward, get in a better coach and play caller in this next offseason. Um, that's why I got Mims slotted in just ahead of Claypool, but I can easily understand the argument for the other way as well. They're, they're really close. Yep, I'm with you for sure. They're they're very, very close. And in, like in two or three years, if you told me Mims was the higher value wide receiver in Dynasty, I'd say, sure. yep, that makes sense. Uh, because there's no way they're not taking quarterbacks. So tied to a, a good young prospect is very intriguing. So love it. John, great yeah, man. discussion. Phenomenal draft, obviously. Uh, we'll spare the listeners as far as reading <laughs> off every single player on, on the, the roster. You can go to YouTube, check it out. I'll even post a screenshot yeah. potentially for you guys to check out. So Check out the roster. See what you think. If you're watching YouTube, hit the like button. Comment your thoughts. You know, how do we do? What what values do we find? Maybe who are we too high on, etc. See what you think. But let's leave listeners with your favorite value pick of the draft that you like, and then I'll hit them with mine. And we'll uh, Justin Jefferson at six ten. Um, for me, this is someone that should be going yeah. in the oh. in the second or third Smash. Um, of dynasty startups. He's yes, an absolute monster. He's not going to go with six ten. This is just based on you know ADPs, which were generated probably back in August, so it's it's not accurate. But if I had Justin Jefferson in the fourth, he still would be my answer to this question. He he's such an incredible young talent. He's proven it both as a possession wide receiver and a deep shot weapon. The, the dude is so good. He's so good. He reminds yes. me of like rookie Odell Beckham Jr. Like he is all pro caliber wide receiver as a rookie. He looks that good to me. Um, man, I can't wait to see what he does next year. Like it's going to be so fun seeing if he's got another gear in year two. Like, oh man, look out. Ooh. This guy is... Uh, Earning my affection to a DK Metcalf level. Yes, he's phenomenal. My favorite value pick, I think, is J.K. Dobbins in the same round in the sixth. I talked about taking him in the fourth, so I think that tells you where I would value him. Just other wide receivers fell that I liked a lot, so obviously we know he's the dude. The scheme fits what he does perfectly. We're seeing that down the stretch, so in year two, it is going to be wheels up with Lamar Jackson. So very excited about that. As always, 
if you like what you're, you're hearing, you're seeing, whatever, give us a like, comment your thoughts. If you're in a, your podcast app, if you would be so kind, please, please, please drop a rating and review. It helps us out a ton. We are back next week for our yes. award show for the season be fun. with Okada. He's back. It's going to be a ton of fun. So be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out. Of course, subscribe in your podcast app. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fantasy PT. Follow John at Dynasty Beard. Until next time, brethren. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Dynasty Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out BallBlastFootball.com for all things fantasy football.